Welcome everyone to Mind Body Yay. Thank you for landing here. This is the place to come to refuel your vibe and nourish your mind, body and spirit. I am Kate Zukas, the host of Mind Body Yay. I'm a conscious business leader, yoga and mindfulness teacher and coach. And I'm so excited to have you here. And I'm so excited to be sharing my energy with you and holding this space for you to nourish yourself in this podcast. The goal of Mind Body Yay is to provide podcast topics that nourish your mind, body and spirit, uplift your energy and ultimately invite the good into your life. So let's get those positive vibes flowing and get started with today's podcast. So today I have a very special guest with me. He is a guest that is very close to my heart, so close that I was adamant that I wanted him to be my first guest on my podcast. So today I have with me Peter Andrew Zukas. Yes, he is my personal coach, my calm coach, he is my happy place, and ultimately my best friend and my husband. Uh, so welcome, Peter Andrew. Hello. How are you? Good. Good to be here. Excellent. So before we get started, I do want to clarify that most people call you Peter. Yes. Ultimately, because that's your name. It is. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. This story. But... <laughs> Or you can tell the story. Okay. Well, most people know me as Peter. My work and school friends and everyone I've sort of dealt with throughout my life was calling me Peter. But family has always called me Andrew. Now, there's a story for this. When I was little, my name was always going to be Andrew. But when I was still in my mum's tummy, I had some there were some complications. And mum sort of dedicated me to... Mother Mary, which in Greek is Panayoti, which is basically translates to Peter. So she goes, as long as my child is safe and born happy, I'll name him after you. So I was named Peter Andrew, as opposed to just Andrew. So Am family was called me Andrew because that's what they were going to call me. And then when I went to school, everyone saw that my name was Peter Andrew, so they called me Peter. And it was my name, so it didn't bother me really, to be honest. So school and work has always called me Peter. All my documentation is always Peter Andrew, but family's always called me Andrew. Excellent. And then I came along and complicated it a yes, little bit because okay. I called you Andrew and mm -hmm. then all my family and friends started yeah, to call Andrew you as well. Andrew. So that's why I just wanted to clarify that little story um, because uh, so a lot of the time I refer to him as Andrew, but a lot of people <laughs> refer to him as Peter and it's just, it's both. You can be whoever you want to yes. be, right? <laughs> yes, I'm actually, um, yeah, it's an alias to be honest. But yeah. no. <laughs> no, no, cool. Excellent. So the topic of today's podcast, uh, which we want to talk about, um, and I want to share with everyone, is one of the first things that I noticed when I met Andrew is how calm and balanced he is. And so over the years, he's always been the one to help keep me in line and constantly reminds me to be calm and balanced in any situation we're going through, as I can normally be probably a little bit more hot-headed than you are. Uh, so he is my calm coach, among many other things. So today I want to talk to, talk to everyone and, and ask Andrew a lot of questions around the importance of being calm, how he remains calm, uh, what he would, you know, what knowledge he would impart on others, 
for staying calm and balanced mm-hmm. um, and sharing um, this with you. So this is around meeting my very own calm coach, which I feel very lucky to have one. And uh, obviously I teach in this space a lot. So, you know, the teacher always needs to have someone that they go to uh, for their support as well. And so I'm going to kick off with a couple of questions um, to warm us up. So, Andrew, what are your secrets to staying calm and balanced? Um, it's a good question. It's um, I was having a bit of a think about this, and really, um, at the heart of it is I try not to overthink things. It really, um, what I've noticed, it's of course, it's a natural tendency to do it, and not to say I never do it. You know, everyone does it. It's part of life. But um, I do find that when I sit there overthinking things, you read too much into situations and that always complicates things. And nine times out of ten, you'll overthink it and make the situation worse and think the worst. There's, um, I remember there was a saying, I can't remember the exact wording, but along the lines of thinking about something is actually worse than actually doing it. So when I was younger, obviously, when you're a teenager or your early 20s, you want to go ask a girl out or ask a boy out, whatever it might be, the thought of doing is actually worse than doing it. And that's one of those things I guess I discovered when I was sort of a bit younger that, well, hang on, you don't have to, don't overthink things. Just think of what, take your your initial, your initial thoughts are usually the truest, I sort of find. So try to stick with those and follow those and don't complicated by thinking too many other things or adding too many layers to something which is usually quite straightforward and if it is more complicated well hey it'll come out in the wash anyway so it doesn't really matter why stress about things you can't control and that's the other thing actually i'd like to say as well is if you can't control a situation don't stress over it just focus on what you can control and deal with that and stuff you can't control well you know it's in the universe's hand, so to speak. And as humans, we love to control things. Yes. And we try to control things, everything, everything yeah. that is out of our control. Yeah. And I think that's just such a really, really good point. Yeah. You know, you can't control everything. And I know from my learning, the moment I stepped away from trying to control everything and then almost surrender to the situation, how much flow you are in and everything resolves yeah. itself. Yeah, it's um yeah it's true. Like it's um once again the stuff you can control, you do your best to control it to work to the outcome that you would like, and it should always be an outcome which is an outcome for the greater good. You know, you shouldn't win, so somebody has to lose. Everyone should be able to win. So it's one thing you control. You look, you focus on doing that. But if it's stuff you can't control, it's out of your hands, and there's absolutely nothing you can do about it. Focus on what you can control, like um you know being happy or spending times with your loved ones or doing what you can do to maybe improve a situation where it is but don't don't let stuff you can't control sort of get you down i guess that's the main things i try to do yeah some very very good advice in there uh so who are some of the teachers or books or inspirations that keep you going and keep you balanced um one thing i found obviously and it's once again cliche but the older you get the wiser you get (laughs) and and it's really really true when i was younger you say oh yeah whatever but it's really really true it's um you lose a lot of the um 
oh, what's the word? Like um, the uppity, yeah, uppitiness, yeah, is what and I insecurities, call it. <laughs> the uppities and the insecurities, and you sort of you're a bit more happy and confident in yourself. So, I guess growing up, you always, especially when you're younger, you look to people older, like um, people that you want to model yourself on, or whatever it might be. Um, the one thing that really had an impact on me, though, um, to the day was reading um, that book, The Alchemist. Mm. And I think that was one of the things that really joined us when mm. we first started um, dating. It was one thing that we both had in common. Um, the book was amazing. It was just um, just nailed everything. It mm. really, really did. So, like, um, one bit in that book, one of the stories that tells, one of the examples is um, about... Um, some young a young guy goes and sees some wise man on a some mountain somewhere or whatever and the wise man tells the kid to walk around his castle and look at all the tapestries and the beautiful things there and really enjoy it but also he had to hold a spoon with like i think three drops of oil on it so kid walks around and didn't worry about the spoon he's just walking looked at everything the place was amazing went back to the wise man and the wise man said oh did you like my castle and the guy goes yeah it was beautiful he goes what about the oil and spoon oh yeah a lot. I dropped it. I didn't actually look after it. He goes, well, go back again, but this time look after the oil as well. And he did, went there and had a look around and kept an eye on the oil and came back. I think I made into the story up, but that's generally the the, the, the theme of it. Um, whew, I'm sort of losing my track now. I think I'm going to the story. I'm sorry about that. But anyway, long story short, not to rabble, rabble on a bit, is enjoy the world around you without forgetting the little things, which in this case was the oil and the spoon. So always enjoy what the world has to offer, but never forget the small things that are important to you that you look after as well. So I think I, know, I just found that is really important advice. And just the book itself was just amazing. Yeah, that's um, it's definitely a joint passion of ours. Mm. And I remember when we started dating... Um, I always have the alchemist on my bedside table um, and then going over to Andrew's place, also seeing that the alchemist was mm. on his bedside yeah. table. So I think that was um, definitely yeah. a sign uh, for me anyway, but yeah. um, a very mutual passion with, yeah. uh, I think, the, the impact that that book has had on both yeah. of us. And I know we both pick up this book from time to time at different mm. stages um, yeah. and just read through it. And then the different uh, messages that resonate at different times yeah. in your life, I think that's the, the, the impact um, of that book. But yeah. um, definitely recommend that book. If no one's mm. read The, the Alchemist um, by Paulo Coelho, mm. read it. It's definitely one um, of those life-changing books uh, it's not a big read. It's a small yeah, read, but very, very, very powerful. You can knock it off in a day. It's it's pretty good, but it's, it's just an amazing book. Mm. The messages that it gives, it's really good. That story um, of the oil on the spoon, mm, yeah. I know it's one you always tell, mm. and I think it's just such a one of balance. Mm. Keep your eye on the world around you, but don't forget what's right in front of you mm. as well. So yeah. um, just a, a, a story of balance, which is excellent. Yes. Uh, so talking about, I guess, trying to stay balanced, if we look at it from the other viewpoint, so how do you deal with a stressful situation? So if you are going through a challenging situation, yeah. um, how, how do you deal with it personally? Um, once again, to hop back to the first question is try not to overthink things. And just um, what I do when things are stressful is really just try to hone in on the issue at hand. It almost just sort of focus on what's the problem don't get emotional about it 
identify what's causing the issue and what I can do to actually fix it. Mm. That's the way I've sort of always been, which is, you know, just make sure if there's a problem, just get in and fix. If you can't fix it, well, if it's out of your control, once again, don't stress over it. You can't do anything about it. I remember when, um, when I was um, back in IT and I managing a team of people who were, um, wished to install software systems in hotels and um, had a couple of um, staff where we had a few issues at one of the hotels, everything was going wrong, as you could imagine, with computer systems when they get into their crazy modes. Everything was going wrong, everyone was getting stressed, and one of my um, one of my staff was saying to me, well, how are you staying calm, what's wrong? I said, look, don't stress about it now, you can stress about it after, once everything's fixed. And he goes, but I don't want to stress then. I go, exactly. <laughs> And he laughed. He thought, well, fair enough. <laughs> just focus on fixing the problem. And that's um, that's just sort of um, the way I've looked at it. Just going into yeah. solution yeah, mode. Pretty and much. I think sometimes look, stepping away and looking at it yeah. objectively, I think, is always a, a yeah, good way to do it. It is. And, and it's not easy because you can get lost in mm. the middle of it, especially when you get, when, you know, I think we were sort of saying well, things, you know, we've been through in the past. If you look at it all as a big mountain, you can't climb the mountain in one go. Just go from bit to bit. Sort of like we'll get to this stage. Once you get over that stage, go to the next. But don't never look at the whole issue. Break down what you can fix and just fix bit by bit by bit by bit. Before you know it, you're over the mountain. And I know that's one thing that you constantly coach me on and tell me on. If you can see that I'm looking at the whole mountain, yeah. <laughs> and you know, and you do. It's very very good advice though, because mentally, you look at the whole problem. And sometimes it can be so overwhelming, the situation, especially if you're facing, you know, a big life decision or a big challenge that you are going through. Uh, And, you know, you look at everything that you have to do to get through this challenge. And that can be incredibly overwhelming to people, Um, very mentally draining as well. Um, But one thing I've learnt is just take one step at a time, one step at a time, Focus on the next thing you need to do. Then focus on the next thing you need to do yeah. after that. Keep doing those steps. And then before you know it, you're going to be at that top of that mountain. Yeah. Um, looking back, going, oh, my gosh, I never thought I would get here. Um, and you did, you know, yeah. you'll be. So I think that's um, one thing that you've kind of really taught me yeah. rather than yeah. looking at that whole mountain. Yeah. The other thing as well mm. is um, don't be scared to ask for help. You're not an expert at everything. It's just if you need help, just ask for help. You know, it's fair to say it's an issue where you need legal help mm. or something like that or, you know, health. It could be anything, whatever it might be. Just if you need help, just ask for help mm. and get through it and do what you've got to do to get from one stage to the next. There's nothing wrong for asking for help or being stressed or being worried. It's part of life. Mm. You've just got to figure out how to minimise the impact on you and get over it because, you know, everyone prefers being happy. And I know from my experience <laughs> yeah. too... The amount of situations I've gone through where I've tried to deal with everything on my own and there are experts there, right? So, like, for example, you know, like there are accountants, there are lawyers, there are psychologists and therapists and there are uh, experts in this. And I know tradesmen, you know, all of these types of things that you try to do things yourself. Um, And then again, that's where that um, spinning can happen in your mind as well where you you know, can just go round and round and overthink things. Whereas if you go straight to an expert, and yes, it may mean paying for an expert, yeah. 
but it is so worth it because they can either just give you the advice, the support, and everything yeah. you need. So definitely, you know, and getting that emotional support. Yeah. Even um, if it's just speaking to a friend and getting a different opinion on mm. something, just asking for an honest opinion. Don't don't go to someone who you know will give you the answer you want to hear. You speak to someone that will give you an honest answer. And sometimes you get to hear things you don't want to hear, but, you know, it's part of learning and growing, I guess. And that's, I guess, you know, when your true friends will always yeah. give you kind of that advice and that yeah. support. So it's, um, yeah, yeah, very yeah. important. Excellent. Okay. So we've spoken a little bit about this next question um, as we've gone through, but what do you think is the key to maintaining your own personal well-being? You need personal time be it with loved ones or even just alone. I know with myself and your similar as well, we both need our alone time as well as time where we're all together. Mm. It's um, it's time away from your daily grind, be mm. it your work, your responsibilities, whatever it might be, and that you do need an escape from it. I think if you're always on, you burn out. You need that little bit of time to have a bit of time to yourself to refuel, to have a rest, have a break, get your mind off stuff and just to stop thinking. Mm. I like losing myself and stuff where I don't have to think about stuff that's happening during the day. Mm. I can actually just focus on reading a book or, you know, doing whatever it might be, just going out and having a bit of fun mm. and sort of um, just, you know, renewing, re resetting yourself so mm. you can get ready for the next day. And it's not always possible. I understand that. Sometimes it gets really hard, especially, you know, if you've got you know, crunch time at work where you're being drained and then you come home and your brain's thinking about it and you're trying to sleep and you can't because you've got to think about what you're doing at work the next day. It's, if you have to do something like that for a short term and get away with it, if that becomes your norm, you break down. It doesn't work. And that just leads to all other bad behaviour and issues and you start falling into other traps. We start overthinking things and stuff like that. So it all, it all crumbles. So you've got to have... A strong base and by having a strong base you need that time away to reset mm. some time get better and prioritizing that yes I yeah. think yeah so I think that's um... it's not it's not a bad thing to do something for yourself mm. you don't always have to do things for others if you don't nurture yourself you can't nurture others mm. it's like the thing in the plane in planes if the gas masks drop you put yours on before mm. you put your other ones on you can't help others if you can't breathe so Definitely. I think that's um, looking after yourself is, is obviously one thing that we, we really talk about on this podcast specifically is making sure that you are prioritizing yourself and looking after your own mental well-being, emotional well-being, um, physical and spiritual well-being. I think that's something that, that is really important and um, giving yourself those mental breaks, especially when everything is so busy in our you know kind of lives it's such an important thing for everyone to prioritize and try to you know refuel your own cup um, in whatever way that looks like to you because it is different to all of us what nourishes us yeah. is different to all of us yeah. as well so that comes to another question um, so what nourishes you so you know this is all about what you know mind body spirit nourishment what do you do to nourish yourself and to really feed your soul it's a good question. Once again, just spending time, you know, with people you love and want to be with, be it 
obviously friends, family, kids, that sort of thing, and just doing things that are happy. It's like it, it's it almost yeah it, yeah. I don't want to make it sound tacky, but also just doing stuff that just makes you happy. Being with loved ones, having time together, be it you know having lunch at home or going out somewhere to a park together or going to a party having a barbecue whatever it might be just having fun with friends with people that you really care about and care for you mm. you know having a bit of time to yourself to you know read a book muck around the computer whatever you want to do just away from um stuff where that grinds you down mm. <laughs> i guess it's um yeah. i think and i think that's one of the keys is the more you surround yourself also with more positive influences yes. and happy influences. Yeah. That's actually that's a really good yeah. point. Sort of break away the stuff that's um, negative. I know sometimes you can't. But you can just, minimize yeah, or try just to minimize, minimize it. it. And just be aware of it. it. Yeah. And just, you know, and it's, it might not be negative for everyone, but it might be a negative impact on you. And that's something you've got to understand too, to sort of be the situation or a you know, people or a person or a work, whatever it might be, certain things, if they have a negative impact on you, you've got to be able to, uh, I guess, identify that and minimise it or put things into place where it doesn't sort of mm. impact you in a negative way. That's a good point. Excellent. And so any final thoughts or any final kind of piece of advice that you would give to your younger self that some of our listeners can also take away with them as, as well? Aside from buying a lot more profit here and anyway. Buying shares, no, okay. Um, uh, it's, once again, I think everybody um, says this. It's it's actually, um, it's not as bad or stressful as you think. Do you know what I mean? You don't, you don't need, yeah, it, it's one of the, what's, there's this song, or is it that I'm, um, What's that song um, about the sunscreen song or something like that that just sits there giving advice for the songs from... Um, yeah. yeah. That's actually a really, really good song. Yeah. If you listen to it, it's like there's a lot of really valid points to that song. It's like little bits and that. It's um, one point in it says, you know, look after your knees, you'll miss them when they're gone. I know my knees. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's little things like that. It's true. It, it's... It's not as bad as you think when you're younger. Yeah. There is so much insecurity when you're younger. Think you've got to keep up with this and you've got to wear that. And you've got to be seen doing this. It's, it doesn't matter. Do what makes you happy. No one cares. <laughs> and if, seriously, if people sit there caring about it, they're not the kind of people you, you should worry about anyway. Focus, you find someone that is on your level that you understand, that you care for and you want to spend time with and be that, you know, your loved ones or your friends and... Just let life, enjoy life. It's there to be enjoyed. You only get mm. one of it. There's no point wasting half of it stressing and then realise, oh, what have I done? You don't get any do-overs. Just sort of mm. enjoy it as much as you can. And I think that's one thing you learn as you get older. Yeah. Like I know you said it, like it's, you know, you, there's so much wisdom with getting older as yeah. well. Yeah, I know. Um, but it is, and I remember the things I used to stress about and, you know, and yes, everything's relative yeah. as well. It is when you're going through challenging situations and that, it, it's... It, it's all relative yeah, um, to what you're going through. Uh, but it is um, something that, you know, I, I think, you you know, you grow through yeah. as well. So look at those learnings and, you it's know, also, yeah, yeah, focus You also have to think, like, I think 
It's one thing to say. It's it's a it's a funny question that giving your younger self advice because if I didn't, if I could do that and you didn't stress, then you're really not learning the lesson. Mm. <laughs> you almost have to go through the hard yards to learn the lesson. So it's very normal to, to do all these things. I don't want to make it sound like, you know, you're not, you know, you know, you're wrong for doing it. Of course, it's normal to be insecure. Of course, it's it's normal to do all that when you're younger, but it's just learning the lesson from them. Mm. I think that's I think that's the key. Yeah. I think it's taking away the growth yeah. and the lesson you know, from it rather than continuing to do the same yeah, thing over correct. and over again. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And expecting a different result. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's the definition think... of insanity or something. Yeah. Like <laughs> but it's true. So it's like it's very normal to go through these things, but learn the lessons mm. and get to a point where you're a little bit more centred and just happy with yourself. Mm. That's when you can really start enjoying stuff too. I think that is the key. Being being ha- I think being happy with yourself mm. And, and I know, true to yourself. And true to yourself. And yeah. I know that's what uh, Louise Hay always says is, you know, true true prosperity and true abundance begins with loving yourself and being happy with yourself. And I think that's just such a, you know, once, once you go through that, then I think you're also able to uh, meet someone that is on the same wavelength as yeah. you because you're happy. You're able to then talk about, uh, you know, and and fun, you know, with the person who's making me laugh at the moment, <laughs> and have fun, you know, with your partner, and you know, not worry about what anyone else thinks. I think that's such a big one because you, it's it's what you know we were saying before. Like everyone's going to judge you, so you may as well do what makes you happy because everyone is going to judge you. Yeah, exactly. And look at you. And a lot of the people that, the one thing that I I read recently that really resonated with me is that anyone that wishes you well on your journey is never going to put you down. No. They're only ever going to help you and not judge you. It's only the people that kind of don't wish you well or are jealous or are, you know, kind of focusing on themselves and their own life that will start to judge you as well. So it's it's quite interesting when you start to look at it like that. People that judge are usually insecure in themselves. Mm. And they're judging you because they're seeing behaviours that they're not happy with in their own lives. Mm. So it's um that's why there's yeah, try not to be upset or angry at these people. Mm. They're dealing with their own demons. Just close them off if you can and focus on what makes you happy Mm. and making the greater good. Excellent. So thank you, Peter Andrew. Mm -hmm. Thank you. (laughs) For answering these questions and imparting your knowledge on uh, being calm and balanced and some of the advice that you would be giving to people. Uh, You are my calm coach. So my advice is, you know, be in a relationship with someone that help that is your calm and helps you that's my happy place Mm. i think staying in a a calm state uh and uh that for me helps me to stay Mm. calm and balanced as well uh so that kind of brings us to the end of this podcast uh so thank you for also being the first guest on this podcast Um, and i'm very very grateful to you and for you for, for doing this Um, and for sharing your wisdom and insights with us. So for more inspiration, um, you can follow Kate Zucas Co. on social media uh, and you can also join my mailing list um, from my website, katezukasco.com. 
so thank you everyone and I will see you in the next podcast. Bye.